The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. You guys remember how this all started? Yeah. Anna hooked us up to a tour on the House of Pod. And we went from zero to launch in less than two months. Oh, quick. Gosh. Quick. So fast. With the help of the House of Pod. Ooh. Yeah. In Denver. In Denver. Yeah. So if you want your story to be told, get hooked up with the House of Pod.com. They are so amazing. They help us with all things podcasts, all those little questions, all those big questions. From idea to production to distribution, all of the things. Yes. They Just are let them know amazing. that Less Alone sent you. Yes. All right. We got another big one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I realized after we said that in all of season one? I never once said, that's what she said. Oh, my. Oh. There, she's starting off early, people. She's starting off early. We haven't even introduced the show. Starting with the Dejos. Coming in hot. She's coming in hot. I've okay. missed y'all. Yeah. Hey, good to We're see you. We're here. It's been too long. <laughs> I haven't here seen you are. for like all day. All day. All day. We're here. We're here. <laughs> good. We are yeah. so excited that all of you are here too. Yes. yes. Listening and helping us kick off this second season. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big deal. Yep. It's so- a big one. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We say it every episode. Take the mic away. Take the mic away. Mute. (laughs) Delete. Mic four is turned off. (laughs) We can't hear you, Anna. Sorry. All right, everybody. We were so lucky to have Brian and Kelsey tell their story in the studio. It was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And so touching and... Like yeah, medically in, amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Just yeah. the fact that he has no long-term brain damage and holy cow, that's insane. And that he came back from death two times. Yeah. yeah. Just the whole thing. The whole thing. I mean, I swear, just watching them, I was like, y'all are so in love. It's so mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Just like you can just super tell they're like yeah. soul connected. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it's super beautiful. Yeah. 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 We were laughing. We were crying. It was... A awesome. range of emotion. It, it really was, was awesome. Yeah. So today, what we're going to do on today's episode is we are going to talk about our takeaways from the Brian and Kelsey interview. Yeah. Yep. So this should be good. The mm-hmm. connection to life. The connection to death. Yeah. All the things. Connection to people. So there are a couple. <laughs> I think all the things is always like, you. Oh, what do you say? All the things. That's what you say. <laughs> we're going to just... Uh, That's what I do, too. That's do you? The, yeah. Where oh. you're like, uh, all the things. That definitely covers yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Covers don't all know, the things. Don't know what to say. Don't know where it's going to go. All the things. All the things. <laughs> Amy, take it away. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I'm going to redirect here. It's <laughs> a great From job. all the things. <laughs> um, oh, my. So I think at the end of the episode, actually, I know, at the end of the episode, I mentioned a few takeaways that I had written down, and they were to sign up for a CPR class, to reach out to people who 
you know, to deliberately tell people I, that I'm grateful for them, grateful for their relationship, or just to like reach out to someone who maybe I haven't for a long time. Gratitude. And then I had written down to read the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I'm sure many people have. I'm a little late to the game on that one. <laughs> we all are it's a little a late to the game. You I'm read it. And of course she has. Of course. I'm not late to the game, you guys. <laughs> no, never. 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 Trendsetter. Yeah. <laughs> we learned from you. <laughs> and then the other thing was to think about defining moments in our own lives and, and have all of you listeners think about defining moments yes. in your life as well. I feel like there are certain moments, like they're almost like... Like a bookmark in a life. Like a before and after. Uh, yeah, like pivotal moments that happen where I can distinctly say this was a defining moment or this is a change in the chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like yes. this is a, the end of something, the beginning of something, a huge defining moment. Yes. Just looking back. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about defining moments in our own lives and what they have maybe led us to consequently or, you know, where have we gone or where have those moments taken us? Yeah. So you were saying like the realizations. So those were my takeaways. Do you guys want to add anything to that list as far as like just quick you know, snippets of a takeaway that maybe we'll get to? Because we're going to talk about all Mm -hmm. of these more in depth in just a minute. You know, you really summed it up really good. I was really struck by their positivity Mm. and their love. Like I said, when we were talking with them in studio, those were the two things that really stood out like to have. And I mean, they've done a lot of work on it, clearly the situation to process it, which is super healthy when something traumatic like that happens. But like just the fact that they were able to sit in it and cry and and laugh and to like be in really studio. Yeah. And yeah. to be like fully present. That was really cool. It just showed me the amount of work that they've done and that they continue to talk about it. You know, it's like it was just it was really cool. I think that is helpful that how they show up really is their mission of spreading like sharing the light because they yes. they clearly have a lot of light, especially the combination of the two of them. And then to spread that even amongst us in the studio was super powerful. Mm-hmm. And totally. so I think that's one of the biggest takeaways. Also to the part when you, when Anna asked them about have, has their perspective on death change or Brian's perspective on je- death change at all. And he said, it was really my perspective about life. And yeah. I so when so we get good. It was so good, it's like damn, I was like, no, my job could one. It was so like, good. Oh man, that yeah. was so good. But so think good. about think about that perspective. Like you know, you many people could turn that entire experience and just think about death and dying mm-hmm. and really have this. But he totally shifted it mm-hmm. to such a positive. I mean, I yeah. I think like the positivity and. I just think what they're doing is, yeah, I mean, like, what they've been through is, you know, heartbreaking, amazing, all those things. Mm-hmm. But and now what they're doing with their defining moments mm-hmm. is also well, and really it, cool. It also just goes to show you, like, it's not what happens to us. It's how we deal with it. Yes. And I yeah. mean, I think that continues to come up like. You know, a lot of the people we have slated for this season as far as like interviews, right. they have taken something that is not ideal. This is a little uh, teaser. They have taken something that's not ideal and turned it into something beautiful. And yes. like 
the connection that they have. Not everybody, but some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of them. But, like, just the fact that they can take something and turn it into mm. something else. You yes. Know? It's yeah. just really, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So. Oh, and I realized I had a question for them that I did not ask. Yeah. I wanted. Which... Well, wait. That actually brings up a great okay. point. Because everybody. Brian and Kelsey are going to be available for a question and answer session. We haven't decided on exactly the format, but it will be in our Less Alone podcast group dot com on Facebook. And they will they're going to take questions from all of you. So do you want to talk about your question now, Anna, or do you want to save that? And also, we'll be giving you much more detail about when that's happening and where. Just get into the group and you'll be notified get the notifications dinging you. But yeah, so my question that I was like, oh, I should have totally asked him. I wanted to know what the doctors say, just like practically speaking, like what's his diagnosis now? What's the, what are the steps and like what does the future look like for him? And like they're, you know, like we know alightweshare.org is their business and their mission to, to spread this light and positivity because of this experience. But I'm wondering physically what the doctors say his diagnosis is or, you know, what things look like going forward. And that would be a great question mm-hmm. to ask to him. Yeah. During the... Well, I think partly when he was talking about the mountain biking and oh, that okay. he biked... Oh, to like trust your body yeah, and yeah, stuff. And, oh, and okay. to do what feels good for you. So I think that was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the question and the answer session is going to be awesome. And before we kind of deep dive into all of our takeaways, we do want to read another listener review. Yay. So this is from Good Music Moves. Oh, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) And the topic, or it starts with saying, makes me want to be a... Oh, it cut that off. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) It says it makes me want to be a B. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I think it makes me want to be a better something. I betcha. Oh, that makes... (laughs) Oh, here, Aaron, look, see. Makes me want to be, be a, a B. better B. Oh. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> Not like capital B. It's more like B-E. Yeah. So yeah, clearly yeah. it must be better. Yeah. Something. I, I'm guessing. Right? Sure. Yeah. Right. Anyway, five stars. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good music moves. And this is what it says. I love the dynamic of these three women. They each add so much to the discussion. And it's deep and thoughtful, honest and fun and challenging. Quite something to pull off. I love their friendship and the intention of this podcast. It truly does inspire me to reach out and connect more with my existing friends and with strangers, to be more mindful and kind and open. I've definitely pushed myself to start conversations with people I cross paths with out in the world, when normally I'd tend to keep to myself. And these little conversations and connections and kindnesses have enriched my days. So, yeah, I love it. And I'm so grateful this is out there. Oh, and I usually listen to it when I'm driving my kids around <laughs> or cooking, cleaning up in my kitchen. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So cool. That's really, thanks for the kind words. Yeah, and I yes. love hearing, personally, I love hearing where, <laughs> what you're doing when you're listening to the episodes. I just think that's yeah. super fun to hear. It's kind of fun to picture people. Yeah, like, like oh, to do. Yeah. yeah, totally. Bop it around the kitchen, bop it around the house, in the car. All, All the those things. things. <laughs> All the All things. things. Oh, boy. Keep keep the reviews coming. They help yes. so much. We appreciate it so, so much. And we love hearing 
from you. Yeah. Yeah. And What's might working? Be What's featured, not? Whatever. Yeah. You might be featured in the podcast. Uh, yes. So, yeah. I love coffee. I love oh, coffee, too. so good. Oh, my goodness. And Mustache Coffee Club, you know how to do it right. It's so fresh. They roast and ship on the same day so that the person receiving their coffee will have it on peak freshness. They even have a brew after date. Isn't that crazy? It's like crazy. It's so the crazy. exact opposite of everybody else who has the expiration date. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But they need to make sure you're not drinking it too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> right. They are uh, Mustache Coffee is specially single origin and pay above fair trade and market value. Yeah. And since it's a subscription coffee club, we get that variety. So, it, you know, we don't eat the same food every day. So we don't want to drink the same coffee every day. And the best thing is you all can get $10 off your first subscription at mustachecoffeeclub.com. Just don't forget, you got to enter less alone to get the $10 off. Oh, my gosh. Are you so overwhelmed with your digital photos? Because, oh, my word, I know I... Thousands? Yeah, I used to be until I found this digital backup boot camp. It is so... It's such a total, total game changer. For it's, your pictures? Yeah. So this lady, Miss Freddie, has a, a digital backup boot camp for photos organizing. I spent a few days tackling this nagging task that has been something hanging over my head, this program was a complete game changer. That's awesome. You yeah. even found pictures of your fourth grade mullet, right? Yeah. I mean, like I was the in old these... hard copies. <laughs> yes. I was sending these two pictures from back in the day, like, hey, look at this. So go to tiny.cc backup boot camp. And it's all lowercase again, tiny.cc slash backup boot camp, all lowercase. Get yourself hooked up. You want to get out of debt, I can help you get out of debt so fast. So get yourself hooked up with the Debt-Free Roadmap, and it will walk you through all the steps. I want to help you get to where you want to be. DebtFreeRoadmap.com. All right. So we're going into the deeper dive of our takeaways. Yeah? Yeah. Aaron. You want to kick this off? <laughs> sure. Right. So the first thing that we want to talk about is to reach out to people. So do you do that? How? How often? To whom? Mm-hmm. So, and what do you think? So I do this well, I think. You do, especially yes. with those unicorn <laughs> animojis lately. <laughs> I mean, That's come so on. Those Some, things. Sometimes and sometimes the chicken. Because and the chicken. Sometimes the chicken needs to be heard. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yep. you know. I think that it's important to do this. And I think for myself, the reason why I have lots of friends from different parts of life, because people often live around the country, is because I reach out to them. And I spend a ton of time in the car. And so... That's often when I call people, but I think it's super, super important. And especially when you can call like an old friend from college or whenever and have a conversation, it just feels, it's just good to reconnect because then you like remember how much and why you love that person. Yeah. And so I like it. Yes, I do that a lot. How about you guys? I feel like it's something I could work on. I've definitely been making more of an effort as I've gotten older, you know, to really make sure that people in my life know that they're important to me and that like just telling them like hey how are you doing and you know like let's catch up and all this stuff and just like actually making an effort to connect and not just making it about like 
let's, you know, I'm just liking your Facebook photos or you're liking your Instagram pictures. You know, it's like more of a an effort. And yeah, I had a call with my niece last night, which one was like oh. one of the best calls I've ever had with her. And it was just really cool to like connect with her in that way. And it, yeah, I just, it really made me realize how much I miss her. And, you know, it was good. That's really I, It's cool. something I can work on though. And you know, I'm doing the best I can. Of course. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. I've actually a lot of people throughout my life have tuned into the podcast or listened to them and then have reached out after they've listened. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it's so good. It is like, cool. so good. It so, makes me so happy. Yeah. And, and so that was, that's been pretty cool to see who is listening and then to reconnect in that way. Yeah. I've had some different friends reach out too and it's like, oh, yeah. that's so great. That's and it so just great. makes me like a, uh, really realize and value how many good people I have in my life. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like my reach out comes and goes, you know, and, and I think, to be honest, like there's always, I kind of struggle sometimes with expectation around that. Like, I think I should be reaching out all the time or like, I mean, as, as you two know, and probably most people, I'm not big on social media. Like, I don't, I don't, I do my best, but that's not a regular mode of communication for me. You know, I've never thought of it as a mode of communication, even though it clearly is. Yeah. I've never thought of it in that light. How do you think of it? It is a mode of communication. <laughs> Marketing like, tool? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That it like as <laughs> yeah. like broadcasting. Yeah. But it's interesting because I do always like whenever I talk to people about like, oh, this is how you should go about your social media. It's like act like you're talking to your best friend or your sister or, you know, like talk to the people as a singular mm -hmm. person, like a friend or whatever. I think that's so, actually really interesting because I think that's part of why I don't always feel comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it really is like, whoa, I'm about to say this. I am mm. about to broadcast this. Yeah. But really, I intend it only for people who I feel safe with or trust or you know yeah. so it feels way too vulnerable mm. to me to oh, okay. like throw it out there okay or like broadcast it yeah i think well and i, I also know. don't share things that i'm not comfortable with everyone knowing right like it's very right carefully selected yeah which i guess goes back to my reaching out point because <laughs> i guess it's just been that's actually been something that's really interesting for me to look back on some of my defining moments in my own life and see how those moments have either made me reach out more and be really good at it and like vulnerable and ask for help and you know see all these amazing people come Mm -hmm. come help me or come support me. But then other defining moments I've had in my life have really made me retreat and not mm. reach out. And and so... What do you think the difference is with how you, like if you seek internal or external support? When you have a unicorn in your inbox frequently. <laughs> oh, man. You don't really have a choice. Seriously. <laughs> you do not have a choice with that unicorn. I love that thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so great. That's a good question. I'm not exactly sure, except that I'm going to have to think about that one. Yeah. What do you think, therapist? Yes. Aaron? Whether or not... Drum roll. <laughs> Here it comes. Whether or not you can handle reaching out for people or you isolate? Yeah, like, like when there's a defining moment, what 
like Amy said, like sometimes in some of these defining moments, she finds herself looking for support outside and other times she'll like retreat. I think think it's just listening to what you need. And I think Mm. sometimes we need to go inward and not have outside input or stimulation Mm -hmm. in whatever form that looks like because we need to just kind of clear our space. And sometimes I think, and then sometimes we need input because we can feel like we're drowning or it's too much or we need someone to help us share the load. Or that loneliness factor. Or, or the loneliness I think factor. Too. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes when we're in crisis, I think it's sometimes helpful to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's helpful to connect into yourself. Mm. That is, think, yeah, that's super interesting. I don't know that they're, they're I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. Mm. But yeah. I think it just that. depends. I think that it, then with the, there's always the issue that if you're isolating, I'm thinking and talking at the same time. If you're isolate, I mean, if you are need to go inward, that people, I think, sometimes are afraid that you're isolating. And so mm. that person needs to be aware of that because I don't think that isolating because you're depressed or, or and maybe you mm. need support but don't know how to ask. I think there's that. Mm. But then also, too, I think there was a, to pay attention to when you when people are constantly reaching out, like then sometimes maybe you need to sit with your feelings. And so I think it's like, Listening to your gut, what you need, but also to on both ends of the spectrum, I think. It's yeah. like, do you need to sit with your stuff? And t- reaching out is avoiding that because you can put it onto other people or you don't actually have to feel it. Or are you isolating or do you need to recharge? Like, mm, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally. Think that it's, yeah. yeah. And I think for myself, it definitely I take self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, oh what God. you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. I notice for myself, I tend to like retreat inwards when I'm trying to make sure I feel solid in something mm. and that I'm like fully grounded in my decision. And and also if I don't want to have anyone telling me their opinions on it, I'm just like, I have to get really solid, really clear on my choice and why I'm doing it. And then when I feel rooted in that or strong in that, that's when I'm then ready to like talk about it with a wider range of people because it's like I don't want anyone saying like I'm wrong mm-hmm. when I might right. not or like give you unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yeah, that is the worst. Yeah. But just like knocking me off of where I'm at in my processing of it, I suppose. Yeah. I think it's that's why we also need in this relating to this. I think we also need those people in our lives that can just hold space for wherever mm-hmm. we are. And yes. so you can talk or not talk or but you're not getting you, they can give you input, but they don't necessarily need to. Yeah. But I think like the the connection of that, I help. I think helps a lot. Yeah. Yes. Well, and yeah. I think about when Kelsey said she was saying something how her family and Brian's family really showed up, mm-hmm. and there was something about you know at one point she was like I'm not quite sure you know who who's with my kid like which family member but she just knew that they were being taken mm-hmm. care of and it's like I think in those moments like Brian and Kelsey faced or maybe some of us have or whatever you know there is something about reaching out and wanting help and then people wanting to help you Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it's like that reach out can happen and people really appreciate it is that what that is like yeah Mm -hmm. good job anna Mm -hmm. (laughs) nailed it (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that what that is yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) i also too think though 
like thinking about myself when I have been in crisis, Mm -hmm. that it's also important to then be able to like if people are showing up for me when I'm in crisis Mm -hmm. and then it's also then important for me to show up when they're in crisis like that to go both ways, because I think that if we don't do both ways, then like that, I think that helps you have to show like if you're receiving, you also have to give at some point like it's Mm -hmm. like the same and I le- have learned that over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like balancing the scales. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is good. That's a solid good, relationship. Absolutely. Absolute, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Def- definition, right? Yes. Like the give yeah. and take, you yes. know, it's like. Yep. It's interesting because there's a person that I encounter and I was thinking, gosh, I feel so drained. Like when I'm around her, what is that all about? Like, why do I feel that? And I realized that every time I'm around this person, she asks me for something that oh. I did not offer. Interesting. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're asking. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But- <laughs> it's almost like a dumping and take. Dump uh, and take. Dump and take. And dump I'm and like, take. that's why I do not want to be around this person. Mm. That's, yeah. And so just identifying that and just realizing, like, I actually don't have to like everyone. I don't have to be around everyone. Anyway, pretty mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. To mm. realize that. It's mm-hmm. empowering. Mm-hmm. So reaching out. So since I'm in the phone, I mean, I'm in the car a lot. I call people. But then, I just imagine so, like the magic school bus. So I introduce these two. And so when you're talking to people on the phone oh, yes. and you just want to be done, not oh, because you think you anything. Yeah, me. Too. I love yeah. this. So yeah. this is a good life hack. It is. And so my, it's so good. One of my sisters and I, when we are done talking and like, okay, well, it's, and you want to get off the phone or you just don't want to talk anymore or yeah. whatever the thing is, or like, yeah. I can't handle whatever we're talking about. I got to go. And then, so you say, do you have any more here? Are you done here? Like, then it's great. And so the it's first so time I remember good. this, that I was driving. Aaron <laughs> is pointing at yes, me right now. Amy, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, now, so we were up leveling the friendship right yes. around this time. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. were like talking and I'm like, uh, do you have anything else to say? No, I don't have anything else to say. And then. We hung up, and Amy no, then, was like, "Then you I, were like, I that's called, all I got." But that's I called you back because I'm like, uh, <laughs> she doesn't know the rule, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not being clear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right now. yeah, and then I call back, and I'm like, "Oh, you don't know that I do that." Yeah, and so are we okay? Yeah, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, of course we're okay. I love that." Yeah, great. Yeah. But it okay. is so great. It's yes. the best yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. like I end up being on. I realized, and I told Aaron and Amy this that I found myself on the phone many times and just being like. I, I need to get off the phone. This is not working. Or, you know, like I'm, I have these phone calls with people then they're an hour long and it's like, ah, uh, like I find Wait, myself resenting it. How often does that keep you from reaching out? Well, yeah, very good pulling it back into yeah. what, well what we started talking Thanks. Yeah. Like, No, but that happens to it's me. True. Yeah. It's well, true. it does. It's a deterrent because it's like, do I have an hour? Right. No. Like, okay. Or like, am I going to try to say goodbye? But then it just doesn't ever end. Yeah. Exactly. So those of you that keep the conversation going, maybe it's something to look at, right? Like, that's a good yeah, tip. That's a very that's good, a good tip. tip. Good challenge. And, and, and to but, realize in that when someone says that, it's not because exactly. they don't like you. It's not because exactly. they don't love you. It's not because like... It's not they, personal. It's nothing. It's just the person like... They just want to get the hell off the, the phone, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. a good one, Anna. I wish everyone yeah. could have just seen Anna's facial expression on that. <laughs> I got nothing on that. I agree. I also, I think the like, that's all I got. Mm -hmm. Bye. 
because yeah. you know you're going to talk to them sooner. I mean, and yeah. it might actually encourage oh, people totally to talk does. on the phone more. It totally does. This tip has made me actually she like. She picks up the phone for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know That's this isn't going to be an hour. No. I know yeah. I don't have to have dedicated exactly. time. No. Because there is someone that I talk on the phone with that is like, are you doing other things? And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's my mom. Right. <laughs> so I can say this. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry I cannot sit and yeah. just talk to you. Yes. You know, I'm multitasking, but apparently it's very offensive. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mine is very obvious. Like if I'm on the if I'm uh, doing so, I just cannot multitask. Oh. Even like if I'm on the phone and I'm doing something else, I get called out on it all the time. <laughs> mm. oh, this conversation yes. sucks. <laughs> right. I'm what is happening over yeah. there? Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. I've never said that to uh, you. No. <laughs> That's good. I have had to say that to other people that I know are multitasking. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So okay. one more point okay. to this reaching out yes. is so what about when you get no we got response? Really thorough. We did get really <laughs> we thorough. Did. Okay. So what about when you get no response and how do you handle it? So like ghosting? No, like I you think reach like out you reach what? out to someone and then they're busy or whatever the thing is. I will say for me, like I think this has a lot to do with people's attachment style. And so mm. like how people respond and so I don't need to get into the, all of that. But like for me, when I reach out to someone and they repeatedly and they do not get back to me, depending on how close we are, like that triggers the shit out of me. And so it drives me like it. I Then I get real like anxious. Mm-hmm. And so do you find yourself being like, I like, where are they? I no, need to the get no. ba- I need them I mean, to get back like to me. Something is wrong with our relationship. OK, not like I, I don't think they got in a car accident. I don't think. But it's like it triggers something in me. OK. But I also think, but if I know, like I have a friend and I just had a conversation with her and and I know that she's not going to call me back like for at least a week. Yeah. And then we talked about that. So this goes back to the direct communication thing. Like we talked about that and I know that. So then I'm not, then it's fine. Yeah. But so if people, people talk about that then for me when there's no response, but I know that like there will be we're no still response. good. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think that's what happens. Yeah. How about you two? Well, so I have a couple things. I have two things to say about this. I was going through a rough time. I knew somebody who else had gone through something very similar. And she was like, reach out anytime you need anything. And I did because and I and I would like no response. Reached out on text, no text response. And then I think I like left me over the Yeah, I think I left a voicemail and nothing. But then I would see her again. And then it was like oh my gosh, like, let me know what you need. I, you know, I am here, all the stuff, like, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. I'll introduce, you know, like all these ways that she was going to help me, but just, you know, for whatever reason, she couldn't, didn't follow through, you know? And it was like the first couple times I was like, oh man, but I didn't really think much about it. I just ended up being like, thank God I have so many other people that I can call on, you know, like really grateful because I realized very quickly, like you, I can't count on this person. Mm -hmm. And that's a big deal, especially when you're going through your own crisis or hard time or whatever it is that like, don't just throw out those help things to the wind or to like kind of these randoms and she was a little bit of a random i mean not entirely though but i learned quick like who i can count on yes and that's a big deal Uh uh-huh so 
for me, it was like, whoa, I got to be aware of it. I'm not I I thankfully didn't take it personally, probably because my level of friendship, you know, wasn't super tight. Mm-hmm. But then my second thing I was going to bring up is my brother, who I'm super close to. And, you know, he's like, I don't know, I talk to him daily. But, <laughs> you know, there was a couple days where I didn't talk to him and mm-hmm. I just freaked out. And I was like, oh, yeah is everything okay between us? Like, you need to be direct with me. You know, like, (laughs) and of course, this is over text. And I was like, what's up? Just tell me right now. Like, you know, and and I just went into that, like, kind of panic. And that, I think, is definitely a, like, a fallback for me is Mm -hmm. that I think, like, they're mad at me, which is, like, my, clearly my own issues. And, but, you know, like, (laughs) I feel you. Yeah. But then, but then my brother, he was like, he calls me, mm-hmm. stops the text. He's like, dude, <laughs> you are freaking out for no reason. Right. And it was just like, oh, thank God. But, you know, and then he was able to reassure me. He's like, I will tell you if I ever have an issue, I will tell you, you have to trust that. Oh, and it was just like, good. oh, thank God. And thanks for saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Yes. And, like, that's very cool to, like, stop the cycle. I think so much misinterpretation happens via text. Oh, yeah. And messages and emails. And, and the then stories that you tell yourself in your head because of lack of communication. Oh, yeah. And it's like, freaking hop on the damn phone <laughs> yes. and clear yes. this shit up. Right. You're good at Aaron. You are good at that. Yeah, you are good at that. And Anna, I mean, I think the three of us, I think with rupture and repair, (laughs) learning about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you, therapist. And and (laughs) just like, yeah, I think the three of us are really dedicated to direct communication with each Mm other and super hyper aware. And we know we can do that. Yeah. And we all have done a lot of work on ourselves. So we're like, hey. But also We're too so but, damn healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! Healthiest oh, oh three people god. on the planet. Uh, you guys know don't this. Don't listen to her. Don't listen. Don't listen to her. We, we like and I am shaking my head right now. Blowing smoke out of ass in the studio oh, right now. God. Blowing smoke <laughs> no, out of your ass in the studio <laughs> as we speak. I always feel funny about like giving like advice because it's like <laughs> holy shit. Like, who are we to give advice? I mean, you are a therapist. You can clearly give advice. <laughs> but that's but not my job. I Okay, you're very good at... Yeah. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean. I get it. Yeah. But like... I think we're not giving advice. I think... We're just giving our experience. But it's just so funny because it's like... Actually... <laughs> every time I'm like, we've done so much work on ourselves. Well, well, that is true. So healthy. It doesn't make us an authority. It's like a humble uh, yes. brag. No. 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 You know what like, it means? It means we've discovered how much more work there is to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and that it's like a, a... It's a process. Truthful statement. Yeah. It's such a process. And it's like... All we're doing is saying, like, hey, this shit worked for us. Maybe this shit can work for you, too. Yeah. yeah. Done. So <laughs> Wait, we're gonna, I'm going to okay. go back to that one more thing about the reaching out. and that people, Oh, I had a, a thing for the no. And people saying the, like, if you haven't seen someone in a long time and you see them and it's great to see them, but you're like, hey, we should get coffee or go oh. to lunch. But you don't mean that? Then don't say that. So I don't say that anymore. Oh, I'm no, happy to see the person, but don't say that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like... It's empty. But then it's all empty. of a sudden you're like, crap, now we got to freaking get together. Yeah. Then, But then who wants but that? It, yeah. And you don't need this. No. If you really want to get together with the person, then say that and then make an effort. But don't just throw out like that drives me bonkers. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then it's like a thing on the to do list. Yes. So like, OK, so this is a great segue into my situation. <laughs> Let's talk about me. That's good. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Oh, boy. Oh, 
Damn, what am I doing today? Right, you're doing great. Okay, so. Aniform. It's Aniform. Oh, She's going to start blaming it on the heat in about two seconds. <laughs> well, is it hot in here? I do that. I get a little loopy when it gets hot. Bring it back, ladies. Says. Bring it back. <laughs> a little loopy. <laughs> Something about oh, the heat. Shit. Okay, so I have done this recently and I've been in the situation where I've been like on the receiving or giving end of like we should totally get together let's get coffee let's get together let's connect let's do this and I have been in a place recently so when I made those plans when I made that offer right to these two people in particular I was in a place where I was willing and wanting to do that since I've made made that statement to them, <laughs> things have changed and I no longer have the mental and emotional capacity to take that on. And I've been really struggling with how to honor that boundary that I know I need in myself without hurting their feelings. So Amy just so happens to be very good at, and Aaron, of course, at like wording things. So I was like, I need help on crafting this message. And it was something to the effect of, you know, like, I really want to hang out with you. I'm not at the place to... I love you. I love you. What yeah. did you tell me to say? I didn't write it yet. I I was just thinking like... <laughs> Let me write it you down know, now. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Like front load it with positivity and yeah. how much you appreciate that person and how much you really do care for them. But you just... I mean, I think for it's like just be honest and direct, yeah. right? In a oh, very oh, and then loving the other, way. The other part way. of it is that I didn't want to get into the details right. of what was going on. Yeah, so right. it was like, how do I have a boundary about this while respecting, respecting your own them space. and... In yes. your own space. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Amy helped yeah. me with that. And so I think being on either side of that is really good. <laughs> Aaron's dully being left hanging oh, with a fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah. yeah. So, so Okay, reaching out. We, we were I, really thorough. I, I on am that. really sorry though. I do have, have to add to one thorough. more thing. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. You don't have to be thorough. Thank sorry. you. Thank sorry, you. Sorry, not sorry. Go. Exactly. Hashtag. <laughs> I want to say that another takeaway for me with hearing Brian and Kelsey's story and how reaching how people reaching out to them, no matter in what capacity, like Brian even said that, you know, the messages would come in through Facebook or people he hadn't heard from in a long time, you know, would somehow reach out or dinners or childcare, whatever. And I just think if not for any other reason, like for what the story that they shared I do feel like if we can take anything away from their story, it's like when you know of someone, whether they were like your friend when you were two or they've been your like best friend for 20 years, yeah. you know, if they're in crisis, like whatever you can is appreciated. Whatever way you can reach out is appreciated. Mm -hmm. I want to modify one more thing. So the when someone when there's no response and if someone is in crisis. Good point. And they you reaching out it's just and they can't respond or whatever like then to respect that yeah they oh. aren't not it's not that you're not appreciative and yes. i'd like to modify the fact that when i get when i don't get a response it is very much my own stuff yeah. and so to trust totally. that people are doing the best that they can mm -hmm. and that that it's not personal it's not personal, it's not personal. and so personal. that's i'm just saying that that's when yes. my own stuff gets triggered and so when yeah. you're saying that it is super important to do that and 
then that's not where to remember that that's not where I'm getting my tank filled up. My tank needs to be yeah. filled up somewhere so that stuff doesn't bother me mm. as much. Yes. So, that's a really good point. There's another thing. Gosh, we have a lot on this. We have a lot. <laughs> so this is the only so. part We're going to be like really <laughs> thorough on this. This is a thorough. Well, so, okay, so I'm going through a tricky situation too right now and like I've gotten texts like with a, and I've done this in the past. So this is why I feel like mm-hmm. I can call it out is that I've gotten texts that say, how are you doing? Oh, it's a and big it's question. it's so big. It's way too big right. to answer yeah. and text. And it's just like, I'm totally guilty of doing that on the, you know, asking side. But just what was the one tip oh, you had, Erin? this is so great because my friend was not great for her crisis, but she was going through a really difficult time. And she was reflecting on like people reaching out and as we are having this conversation. And so she was talking about that she got a text from someone in like the thick of all the things that says, what sucks today? And I was <laughs> oh, like, that that's awesome. genius. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. Awesome. that's genius. And so yeah. I was like, I don't know that I've sent that text that's yet, awesome. but I'm like, I need to use that yeah. at some point. It's so. so good because it narrows it down because it's like when it's like, how are you doing today? That is not a text. I think it invites answer. someone to be authentic. It's yeah. like stop with the crap, you mm-hmm. know. Like the, the no one has sucks today. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. no one has to pretend that yeah. everything is great all the time. Like answer the text honestly. Yeah. And I think with sending an email that says what sucks or a text that says what sucks today, it's like right away the invitation is open. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Be real. It, it's yeah. like yeah, I can totally show up as what is happening. If yeah. something is sucky and shitty, then I can have that. Yes. And something else I've experience going through this tricky time is this idea of toxic positivity. Have we talked about this on this podcast? No, but I think I'm going to like this because I I think. Yeah. yeah, So it's this idea of always being like, like in the work that I do with helping people get out of debt, like there's a lot of like encouragement and cheering people on. And like, that's part of it because getting out of debt is very hard to do. And there's a lot of isolation and shame But there's something that I've had to personally work on and made a point of is not throwing positivity at people when they're at a bad place. Because it shuts down vulnerability in a second. It's like everything's okay and 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 shuts the other person down. Yes. So it's like, wait a minute, this is not okay for this person at this moment. So it's been something that I've had to work on and I've noticed it's coming up from the opposite side with people giving it to me. And it's like, dude, I just want to fucking be fucking mad right now. Like, let me be mad. And there's something to being optimistic, to having an optimistic outlook. But I I think it's shutting down the vulnerability but it's the toxic positivity yes. that's the problem yes. and not yes, giving yes. space for yes. like that like the downside or the humanity yeah exactly Being a human and an emotional like, human. sadness is part of life and being fucking angry is okay and it's like validating those experiences is so powerful to so to be like with my people who are getting out of debt to say like dude this is a fucking shitty situation but you are in this like fucking cry right now that's okay yeah. it's it's okay terrible. to have feelings yes. about it that shit drives me and then, bonkers and then yeah. when you're ready oh, I bet oh. when you're ready then let's yeah i'll cheer you on yes but it's okay to sit in it too yeah. for a fucking minute yeah absolutely Amen. Um, they, i was listening to some podcast i might have talked about this before but <laughs> rich roll was talking about how they refer to people that are like ritual if you ever want to come and yeah we'll come to our podcast, please. he's a podcaster but he was talking I, about oh like, i know i, I mean i'm telling yeah. audience oh, <laughs> the super dupers of the world i didn't know about him until these two 
Yeah. We, we love him. Amy and I Aaron are him. super fans. But he talks about, I think him and his wife, I think he was saying, they talk about the super dupers. Like everything is always super duper. Uh, and I was like, yeah, exactly. Super dupers. The super dupers. And that, and I really think that it shuts down vulnerability because if you're sharing and then we're like, at least you can do this or at least this happens and you're like, but I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I can't, I can't hang hang in there. Yes. Yes. And so... I think that if that is happening, it has way more to do with the person that's like throwing the positivity. Totally. And there's a balance of like, hey, have you ever thought about it this way? But when a person is in the midst of like emoting the real struggle. Like Like on your floor, in your closet, bawling your eyes (laughs) out. Just hold space for that. That's it. Just hold space for that. And I think people have a hard time. What, is, what does that mean to hold space? Because I think that's something like I understand because I've I know you and I know what that means. But mm-hmm. like for maybe someone who's listening that w- doesn't know what that looks like. Could you explain that? I'm going to bounce it over to Amy. So you sent me a a Instagram thing that said talked about holding space. Mm. And so why did you send that to me? Well, because you say it all the time. Right. But <laughs> um, I also... <laughs> Boom. Uh, right. I'm going to bounce it back to you. <laughs> you all, and we have a boomerang happening right now. <laughs> I'm not going to have to get a deflect the question <laughs> because the I don't want to answer it. I can't answer it. I think it's just like where wherever anyone is, whether yeah. the, wherever yeah. the range of emotions are, that I can sit in that with you. Does and so, it look like? But, but I I would say though too, what that has meant to me mm-hmm. that you've been able like, to do that for like? me is that we're getting there. You're okay. you listen, mm-hmm. like you don't jump in to like help me solve my problem, even though mm-hmm. I didn't really ask. Mm-hmm. Or you're quiet and you're listening and you're actively listening. Mm-hmm. So like I know that even if I'm just crying, I you will quietly listen to me cry. Mm-hmm. Or like you listen to you cry. Well, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot of power in someone wow. witnessing your pain. And yeah. so I think that like yeah. tangibly holding space is someone that you are a witness to someone yeah. else and you are not inserting yourself in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal. Like when someone is really hearing you, like really Mm -hmm. hearing what you're saying and not turning it all back on them or like an experience that maybe they had Mm -hmm. right away. Of course, there's a time and place to do that. Mm -hmm. But when some I just feel like, you know, you two hold space for me when. Yeah. Like when I you I mean, even what you're doing right now, you're mm-hmm. both looking at me, you're both quiet and I can just talk my head <laughs> off. It's like but, a feeling, I think, for the person that is talking and you correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like there's not a you're not we're not rushing you through yes, whatever you need to say. That's it. Yeah. And so I think that that's like we're sitting or, in it. Or you're not going to like you're not thinking right now what you're going to respond to me saying you're not thinking about your response it almost seems like an energetic thing of like like the rushing i think is a really good way to put it in like the when you're in a conversation with someone Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my gosh they're just like popping things off they just got stuff to say it's like we're just being quiet and i think it's honestly to me holding space is being Fucking quiet! I'm just dropping the f bomb. You are. Today. You are. You've got it. This this one. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I passed the baton to you. Yeah. yeah. But I think I energetically, I was going to talk about. It. Yeah. I think the energy just drops, and so yes. in the conversation, and it's just like it feels like something is holding the conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we really uh, thank you, Brian and Kelsey, for that <laughs> we got topic. Really, really thorough Holy. on that one. And gosh, we have a few other things. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, we yeah, do. We'll see where we are here. So we're going to move on to gratitude, and maybe this one will go a little quicker. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. But we've got a few questions under this takeaway. So, you know, how does gratitude play a role in your life or in in your life, Anna? And how do you actively practice gratitude? Does gratitude ever get annoying? So those are kind of our big, broad subjects. Mm -hmm. So I think it can get totally annoying. It's that toxic positivity where it's like, like, I'm just not at a place to do this right now. Like when I'm in a good place, you know, it is something that has completely shifted having gratitude and being grateful for what I currently have it completely shifts me always looking out my side myself for something more mm. and so like I got into the habit like like again we talked about when we're in a good place when I'm in a good place that looks like when I go to sleep at night I repeat to myself 10 things I'm grateful for Sometimes it's the exact same thing every single night. Sometimes I do 12. Sometimes I really struggle to get to 10. But it's just always trying to remind myself of the things that I'm grateful for. And that keeps me from looking outside myself for something else. And it Mm -hmm. helps me just frame things as like, gosh, I really do have a lot to be grateful for. Even if this other stuff is sucking ass Mm -hmm. right now, Mm -hmm. you know. And wait, time out. So you linked you linked annoying and that together. But that doesn't sound like the annoying part of the gratitude. And so what was the annoying part of it? It can just be like, yeah, like the toxic, like, let's be so grateful. It's like, people throw it around. Yeah, it's like, if you're not in the place, in the state of mind to be grateful. Don't pretend like you are. That's okay. That's Mm -hmm. that's the annoying part when it's when it's in that toxic. Yeah great gratitude part and so it's like when i'm in a good place Mm -hmm. when i'm able to say okay i've had my sad emotions whatever i've sat in that i've Mm -hmm. cried i'm angry whatever and now i'm going to bed and i want to end the day thinking about these things i'm grateful for i feel like there's a fine line between fake it till you make it and being fakey say more about that like i feel like gratitude you know there's a place to where like people can be fakey like that. This was a big thing for me in high school. It drove me crazy when I thought someone was like really fakey, like hmm. super nice, but not really nice oh. or like super positive, but not super like mm-hmm. it drove. I don't know what, like, but it was just not Is necessarily that? even too. I mean, kind of, but just fakey. A lot like, of sunshine out their ass. Yeah. And I think, too, I mean, you know, religion was playing a part in that like i felt like like there were so many contradictions in the church did you go to a religious high school no presbyterian i grew up in a religious home you know presbyterian lutheran i just felt like like in that religion i felt like there was like fakiness because Mm -hmm. they you know one thing would be said in the church and then behavior outside the church hypocritical Mm -hmm. yeah yeah hypocritical fakey but anyway but i then also think as I've gotten older and as I've taken risks to do new things or as I have felt like crap and really needed to like show up, even though I felt like crap, Mm -hmm. there was value in fake it till I make Mm. it. So it's like, it's got a time and place. It does have a time and place. And I guess for gratitude specifically, 
for me, like I could see people like being grateful all the time. And then it's like, I guess it is. I think it's, I think it goes back to feeling what you need to feel. And so like you can be grateful and also, and as you talked in previous episodes, like, and feel like really hard emotions. Mm -hmm. You can do both those things at the same time. Yeah. Like I think, I think that you can hold, hold space for yourself to have the same experience. So you can not, you can be struggling with something and be like, grateful for whatever yeah. whatever it is that's coming mm-hmm. into your life like mm-hmm. or whatever you're grateful that you have clean water mm-hmm. whatever the thing yeah. is that i think that it is holding space for both the gratitude and right. for feeling right yeah. yeah and i i do want to tell you something really cool that i've started doing in the last I guess it's been last month about gratitude. There's two women that I do this with on a daily basis. And we send each other, so we're on a group text, at least three to five things, sometimes more, that we're grateful for. And specifically, if there are hard things in our life or shit things going on, you find, you take that thing and you say, I am grateful for blank this crap thing because it's showing me this Mm -hmm. and so it's automatically flipping these really challenging times or moments or you know things that people are doing to me or to other people or whatever and it's flipping it and Mm -hmm. it's like whoa i'm grateful for that because it's teaching me Mm-hmm. How to use my voice, or uh, you know, like all practice. That's yes. cool. Uh, it's mm-hmm. super powerful. So I think that gratitude, gratitude is that's the, like when I am at my worst times, mm-hmm. and I can have grateful. That's the thing that's pulled me along. When I can yeah. like actually in my body feel like yeah, what in in the like similar to what you're saying yeah. that that has has done me wonders. Yeah. And it's it's amazing how I mean some days I do it right away in the morning, some days I'm, you know, typing my gratitude things, you know, at midnight or whatever, but but there's something about it like on some of my mornings where it's just been like, whoa, so hard to get out of bed, but I have taken my phone and I've typed out those mm-hmm. gratitude mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has helped me I, get out of bed and I like also get on. Th- yes. I also think that there is room for in this conversation is that if someone is in a really hard time and it seems impossible to find that, like if they just suddenly lost a child oh. or suddenly like and they can't find any gratitude in that situation because it doesn't make sense. Or if there was some random act of violence or as examples like it's okay if you do not feel grateful for the situation that was presented to you like that is okay and i would say that i started doing this practice like Mm -hmm. a month and a half ago Mm -hmm. if anyone had ever told me i needed to do this three months ago Mm -hmm. no way exactly yes no way yes yeah yeah I think to like being able to say, okay, here's how this tool thinking of this like gratitude list as a tool and saying like this can help me possibly stop a spiral down a negativity Mm -hmm. rabbit hole or whatever. So like kind of stopping it in its tracks if that's something that, you know, is a pattern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about what you how you practice gratitude, Aaron? I think the things that I was mentioning, but also for, I need to redo this, but I had a timer on my phone mm-hmm. that was set for 8.30 every night that just said, Aaron, what are you grateful for? Yeah. And so ah. then it would just like trip that up. But I think, I think for me, that's a great idea. It was Cause then it just like reminded me of Life that. tip. But then I think I had it on during a session or something. So mm-hmm. I had to like, well, this Oops. is not ideal. <laughs> yeah. But I think also in my hardest times to find some sort of 
gratitude in like what the hell is going on right now and what is happening. And so it helped me to like pull me out of those spinning cycles or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's super important. And, and I think that to the comment to the ignoring part is that I think when it is in a fakey kind of way or hypocritical, I think not hypocritical and necessarily what I'm referring to, but I think that it can be like when it feels inauthentic. Yes. I think for me, because I'm super sensitive to other people's emotions. And so when you were talking about that, I was thinking about when someone's saying something, but you can feel something underneath yeah. and they're not acknowledging it, yeah. whether they can feel that that's there or they're There's not incongruent. congruent. That, yeah. that used to make me like, Jinx. Uh, <laughs> you, you owe me your coke. Sorry, um, but Aaron, that was, this is awkward. We're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ah! And Sorry. so I think for me, I'm trying to keep my train of thought. <laughs> I think for me, when I can feel that someone is incongruent, that I had to do a lot of work because it used to make me super like, oh, I wish this person would just be upfront and real. But then realizing like that person might not have one, yeah. might not be ready to talk about that thing. And two, might not have any awareness around the fact that they're feeling these things. And just because I'm in that awareness doesn't give me the right to be pissed off about yeah. what they're ready to share. So I had to do a ton of work around that. And so that related to the gratitude yeah, practice yeah, in some yeah, way. Yeah, but like, yeah. I do think it's important. And there's a as annoying as it can be, I think that there is a ton of research about why it is helpful. Yes. And I, that someone, I don't know what the exact thing was, is like, does gratitude bring joy or joy bring gratitude? And mm -hmm. I think that that's an important yeah. Chicken uh, or loop, the egg. To, loop to look yeah. at. So, yeah. Good. I do it with my kids, too, sitting around the dinner table. Three things you're grateful for today? That's what we would do. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's and then really we also good. say, mm -hmm. well, my brother has this thing of like rosebuds and thorns. I just call him like, what what was you know what, right. what, oh, like what, what was good, good was bad. and then what's a thorn so like oh. maybe something that didn't feel good so feel so good today right. or something that didn't go well or I think those questions are good to when I worked at camp and I was a backpacking counselor we would you sometimes do pow wow and how pow like, wow and, and how. how yeah like a pow like a good part uh -huh. oh wow like what are you awed at and uh -huh. then like how was whatever uh -huh. interesting uh -huh. yeah. yeah all those things are good love it okay so. We are moving on mm -hmm. to the third takeaway that we really chose to talk about today. You know, we're not really going to get into signing up for a CPR class, <laughs> but we do want y'all to that. do that. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. And then also anything about the seven habits of highly effective people. I guess Anna's the only one who read it, but y'all might want to read <laughs> it too. Should. It's a classic. Yeah. 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 So the final takeaway that we wanted to talk about was thinking about defining moments in our own lives. And really, there were like three prompting questions that we came up with. What are defining moments in our own mm -hmm. lives? Has anyone ever had a situation with a near-death experience? Has anyone ever had people show up and bring their light to help you? I have had countless times when people have brought their light to help. Mm -hmm. And so I am super grateful when people could provide that. Mm -hmm. When you're in really dark spaces and then someone's like, they're unable to hold space for that and shares that with you when you don't mm -hmm. have any, when you don't feel like you have any light left in you. I mm -hmm. think that is very powerful. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've never had a near-death experience. Yeah, my closest near-death experience, I found out about after it happened when I was giving birth. Turns out I had pulmonary edema. 
And Whoa. like someone I went to high school with later when I was like talking about the birth story and stuff, he's like a surgeon now. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're or something. I don't know, something in the medical field. He's like, yeah, that you're lucky that you made it through that. And I was like, oh, whoa, I had no idea it was that big of a deal. What is like it? at the moment? Like he was just like, that's like the pulmonary edema. But what is it, that? I think it's like something enlarged or something. Heart? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research on it. <laughs> She's just know. happy she made it out alive. I, yeah, it's just, I'm just happy I'm here. That's yep. good. Yep. I am happy you're here, no, too. we're happy, we're happy I didn't, about that. I didn't dive too deep on that one, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But there are a lot of people, turns out, faking their death on Instagram. Have you heard about this? What? And then I want to hear about your ne- near-death experience <laughs> if you had one. Wait. Just want to you want to drop that tidbit in there? About <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, curveball. <laughs> we're on a practice. For we got to have at least one We're on a practice. This is not normally how it goes, right? Okay, so this guy Ahmed Simran, 15 years old, is one of millions of teenagers who uses Instagram. He doesn't post pictures on his page every day. Yet somehow he has nearly 3,000 people following him, and he has faked his own death. And apparently this is a thing. So it appears that poor Simran is no longer with us, they say. So this is from an article on Engadget.com. This is a trend that's happening apparently on Instagram. There are thousands of users telling him to rest in peace R.I.P. You'll be missed. R.I.P. Bro, you died way too young. I can't believe you're gone. The list goes that on and is on. A crazy prank. Yeah. However, That's, so it's, Simran, it's like, he's not dead. Does not. He just thought it would. Let's see. This says he just thought it'd be fun to trick people into thinking he was, and then so he just started. I think it's especially like not cool. Yeah. Like not cool of a prank because of the state of so many people and mental health. Yeah. And just like yeah. Apparently, it's awful. He asked people, hey, guys, can you guys comment RIP in my most recent pick because I want my girlfriend to think I'm dead. My family and I recently moved and she wants to keep that relationship. I really want to move on. It was a toxic one. So apparently that's one way to get out of. So we need to talk to him about <laughs> direct communication. Hello. That's one way to get out of exactly. toxic communication or oh toxic relationships. Faking goodness. your own death. That's Not recommended. I just don't know I if think, I have any comments think, about this one. <laughs> Amy, your near-death experience is... Yes. All right, we're just going to pass that no one comment. No comment. No comment. Okay. Let's, don't please, fake your please own Please don't death. do that prank. People. Yeah, that yeah, is not, not cool. It's not a good not prank. Not cool. And it's really not healthy. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. No. And if <laughs> anyway. you want to get out of a relationship, like, and you you have a hard time doing that... That's a big red flag. A lot of people that can help you with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So... I didn't have a near-death experience, but I was in a relationship in college that, yeah, let's see. So my, let's see, when would this have been? My junior year. Okay, so my near-death experience didn't actually happen to me. It happened to my college boyfriend, and he was, let's see, we were skiing in New Mexico, Taos, New Mexico. I mean, we lived there. We were ski bums. And I was finishing up college and he was doing, he was just, you know, working on the mountain. And he had a horrible, horrible ski accident. So he did a flip and hit a tree with his chest. 
and he Taos Ski Patrol came and intubated him on the scene. And then they, you know, took him down in a sled and he went from the sled in Taos Ski Valley ambulance down to Taos Hospital and then airlifted to Albuquerque all in, you know, a matter of, I don't know, probably three hours or something. He had a collapsed lung and I was teaching little kids how to ski at the time. So a friend of mine came over and got me right away and I met him in the Ski Valley clinic, medical clinic, and he was completely out. And then when he was kind of in transport down to Albuquerque with all the different stops, I, you know, friend drove me to Taos and then a friend drove me down to Albuquerque. And I, the medical staff let me see him right before he went into his first surgery. And I said his name and his eyes popped open. And it was like one of the best feelings in the world because I was so scared and I was so sad. And I was so young. We were both so young. And all of our friends, many of you know us were living there. And we, you know, people just started coming to the hospital in like droves. And, you know, we all ate pizza outside while he was in that first surgery. But long story short, I lived in a hotel, like a couple blocks. It reminded me, it brought up a lot of memories when hearing Brian and Kelsey talk because I lived in a hotel a couple blocks or a block away from the hospital. My boyfriend was in the ICU for two months and had a total of eight surgeries. And they didn't know it on his first surgery, but it turned out that he had a super severe head and neck injury where his head was dislocated from his neck. And it's amazing. Taos Ski Patrol is amazing. It's amazing that he survived the accident. It's amazing that he didn't have more paralysis than what he ended up with. He is, you know, we talk almost once a year on our birthdays, but he's just an incredible guy. And he made it through this whole experience. And, you know, I was with him and so were his parents and his brother. And we just rotated, you know, shifts in the hospital and You know, I don't know if it was someone in my family or something, but set up this whole like communication hub. So this was before a lot of like the today's apps, you know, to have mass communication. But it was just like Kelsey said, where, you know, I would just write like, you know, surgery number four. Here's what happened. Here's what the doctors say. Here's the outcome, blah, blah, blah. And then people would just the support and the support from my friends, college friends and childhood friends and my parents' friends. And just, I mean, the reach out was tremendous. And I remember I went home to Minnesota and my mom and dad threw a big support party for me. This is totally my parents, but, and I mean, so many people came and it was just, it was overwhelming and it was really amazing. So yeah, I'm thrilled to say that he survived and does he have paralysis? Nope, just the vocal cord. His skull was fused with C7. So he does have like limited mobility and I'm sure has some pain, but really I should just ask him. Actually, maybe he'd come on a show interview. Anyway, there have been times where like that was super traumatic and people showed up and people showed their light and their light spread. And I know I certainly could not have made that through. And I think 
his life was also saved. Yeah. So thank you for sharing wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Of course. So that kind of wraps up our takeaways. And we just want to say thank you again to Brian and Kelsey for, you know, really sharing their story, but then also providing so much for us to think about and to think about how we share our own light and what we can do in our own lives. And, you know, they gave a couple, a few practical tips on relationships. I think it was for the three of us really amazing to watch them in the studio. And we just wanted to reiterate what they said for relationship tips. They said honesty, vulnerability, and to understand and accept other people's communication styles. So, you know, I think it was Brian who said, I know how I communicate, but I can't listen to or communicate with Kelsey if I'm not using her communication style. Like, it doesn't work. So those were the relationship tips. And then finally, the final challenge we have for all of you is first, make sure you go to Brian and Kelsey's website, alightweshare.org. Dot org. We'll and, have that in the show notes. Yep. And then also, we just challenge you all to think about spreading your own light. And we'll put up this really cool graphic that Brian and Kelsey had on their Instagram that we're also going to put on ours, thanks to them. And it just shows, like, if you can show your light to two people, it is a domino effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's all we got. That's all we got. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. We have a great new way for you to support the show. If you love what we're doing, go hit up the Less Alone podcast swag shop. We got so much awesome stuff. All the proceeds go to supporting the show so we can create more awesome content for you. So what stuff did you guys get? I got the black sweatshirt and the green trucker hat. I got a white hoodie and a coffee cup. Oh, yeah. I got the hat and a shirt. It's so cute. So go there, lessalonepodcast.com, hit swag shop and get yourself hooked up. Take a picture and tag us on Instagram or any other social media and we'll... uh, We'll repost it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.